Blake Tanner, what the hell? What the hell is up with... It's always pay-per-view weeks where everything goes wrong. <laughs> it's... It's gone wrong. As if the house is burning down around us and we can only do nothing but sit at our microphones and just laugh about it because we're all going to die. <laughs> That's where I am because, like, you're the one who's just like, oh, so much has happened and I'm the psychopath giggling the whole time. So um, just to catch people up and just to kind of explain before the podcast even starts while this ep- why this episode might be just a tight 50 as opposed to our usual, like, hour and a half episodes... Well, what had happened was, um, much like everything has gone wrong with the past two pay-per-view weeks we've had, because I think with Summerfest, I lost all... That was the time my PS3 or PS4 destroyed itself, and I had to start from scratch. That was one, and then I think last pay-per-view, we had to put up the episode like five years late, which we're having to do again... Because last night, Blake's entire computer shat out while we we were recording. And so today, we're having to re-record stuff that we've already talked about. So if any of these jokes seem like they've they've been made twice, that's why. Oh, I'm going to be doing them verbatim. (laughs) Blake has a script. So welcome to Fight Boys, ladies and gentlemen, the weekly horrifyingly difficult podcast about professional wrestling and not so professional wrestling. I'm your host, Scotty Moore, joined as always by the most tired human being in the planet right now. He is he, the B, Blake Tanner. Welcome back to the podcast land where we make your dreams come true. <laughs> Scotty Moore, Blake Tanner. Dylan's not here, though, because he had to work until midnight. Yeah, there is no Dylan, unfortunately. Well, actually, I think Dylan, much like a lot of WWE superstars, apparently has come down with viral meningitis. Have uh, you read about this? Yeah, if that's the one we're going to start on, this is going to be fun. Um, <laughs> well, I... Well, we were lucky in a way that we had to wait a day to record for this news to break because apparently Bray Wyatt, Bo Dallas, and JoJo all have viral meningitis, which led me to ask the question, what is viral meningitis? Okay, it's not a fucking STD, Scotty. I Look, it sounds kind of like one, though. It does sound a little like one. It's just a fuck. It's just a virus. You can get it from coughing, just being near people. They probably ride together. That's probably how it happens. Stop reading well, we, into it. Well, we know JoJo and Bray ride together, but, you know, otherwise... Um, yeah, and apparently they aren't the only ones... Because some Twitter account was like, um, apparently other superstars may indeed be suffering from the same illness, which will heavily impact TLC. And I'm like, what the fuck's going to happen? Like, someone walks out on a crutch and is just like, I got the meningitis. Well, who who are, I really want to know who they are, though. Because, like... Wouldn't you love if the new gimmick for Balor versus Sister Abigail was, like, meningitis on a pole match? <laughs> no, no, the, t- <laughs> the, the, um, the, the antiviral medication that you need to survive is on the pole. 
Yeah. No, no, no. And then it's like, Finn, let me tell you something, man. You don't know what it's like to live with a virus in you. A virus called humanity. But I'm going to show you, Finn, when I cough in your face like a gross weirdo at the end of our match. I'm going to put a shawl on, too. I'm Sister Abigail now. <laughs> yeah, that is going to be... That's one of the things I am most terrified of, is Bray coming out as Sister Abigail. Because I'm like, WWE, you are on a tightrope right now, and I'm going to need you to walk it correctly for this Sister <laughs> Abigail thing. Or we could just go back to 1998... Yeah. And things will be horrible. Oh, God, yeah. I, I mean, just... I do feel bad about everybody getting viral meningitis, but I do love the fact that Bray, they were like, take him off TV, make sure he's not here. Bray, they were like, nah, let's make sure he keeps talking to spooky King yep. of Pumpkins, Finn Balor. And you know what? We, we, need to, we, need to keep our, we need to keep our people safe. We need to keep the film crew safe. We're going to put a shawl over him so he don't cough on anybody. Oh my god, do you think that's why they did it? That's gotta be. That's gotta be <laughs> that's, it. That's why they were like, put the shawl on him so no one coughs. No, it's like um, it's like that scene in Monsters, Inc. when the child, like, the sock is contaminating the one monster oh. and all the CDC come out. They're all walking towards Bray, covered in yellow jump shoots with the shawl, just like, quickly, quickly, <laughs> cover him and go, go, Billy, get out of there. <laughs> Oh, I, for some reason, Vince just walks in to the sound studio, uh, completely uncovered. Everybody just starts to try to force him out because they don't want the old man to die. <laughs> he was just like, I took a headbutt from Kevin Owens. I would kill his meningitis in a second. I've come to cure your meningitis, damn it. Come over here so I can punch it. He covers his eyes like a doctor in a movie, just like, quiet, sleep, child. It'll all be over soon. And then just the biggest punch to the stomach. <laughs> yeah! Take it! Oh, I love doing that. That's my favorite. Now let me go throw you in a pool. <laughs> oh, oh, man, speaking of WWE employees getting the shit, um, Jimmy Jacobs... Poor Jimmy Jacobs. I don't even know if it's poor Jimmy Jacobs at this point. It's like, not even poor Jimmy Jacobs. He went straight back. Straight back <laughs> into the Indies and everybody has accepted him and they love him. Jimmy yeah. Jacobs is fine. Jimmy Jacobs is fine. Well, my favorite is the, fact that, is, is the fact that if you look at the two pictures Jimmy posted, the one in Chicago and then the one at... Where was it? New York where they did... No, it was in California where they did the Bullet Club invasion. It looks like two different men. It, it mm -hmm. looks like if you put them next to each other with the caption goes into a hot topic once, it would fit perfectly. Because I was worried because when Jimmy had to cut his hair for mm -hmm. WWE, I'm like, he's never going to be the same. There's no way he'll ever be the zombie princess again. And like within a week, I was like, oh shit. He's back. Yeah, that's all it really took. Yeah, you could just go from zero, <laughs> zero to Billy Joe Armstrong real quick. <laughs> zero to Billy Joe in no time. <sighs> like, Jimmy has always been one of my favorites just because Jimmy is the ultimate in, like, this guy's got tales. If nothing else, I know Jimmy Jacobs has stories. You, yep. Any man, any man who's that confident in eyeliner has stories Damn to tell. Right. 
any man that looks that good in eyeliner, and I will say it completely confident in my masculine masculinity and sexuality, Jimmy Jacobs is a very attractive man when he dons some eyeliner. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, when I saw the Twitter fo- or the photo of him with the Bullet Club at Ring of Honor, I did have like a oh, I do believe I'm getting the vapors. Oh, he's ba- oh, I did not expect this, Mr. Jacobs. Mr. <laughs> Jacobs. Sing me the ballad of Lacey, my God. <laughs> oh, that's one of my favorite uh, Jimmy Jacobs stories. I think he told it on, it was a shoot him and Steve Carino did. And it was, um, you know, he did the ballad of Lacey in Ring of Honor. Well, apparently they, they were, I think it was him and Generico, um, this guy who taught Sami Zayn everything he knows. Uh, it was him and Generico and they went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and apparently they will let you in for free if you're like a musician <laughs> to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So like Jimmy was just like, well, I do have an album and they're like, let us see it. And Jimmy pulls out like this shitty fake LP he made for the Ballad of Lacey and they were just like, really? And he was like, yeah, that's me right there. That's me. And they're like. All right, sure, come on in. It's that's a that's how Jimmy Jacobs broke into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, I thought for a second he was gonna be like, "Well, I do have an album. It's called American Idiot." <laughs> oh my God, yes! <laughs> I do feel bad that Jimmy Jacobs and Corey Graves never got together. Is just like the Hot Topic boys. <laughs> like, oh wow. Oh, they would. They would film their own uh, YouTube series, like, Being the Elite, except it would just take place in a Hot Topic. Uh Uh-huh, and the whole time they're wondering why they don't have Hot Topic merch, but the Elite somehow do. They're just like, what the fuck is this? Come on, damn it! That's our whole thing! Yeah, sorry, it's just, it's not gonna happen. Um, so, also, Blake, I just wanna say, my favorite girl is, is back at it again, on Twitter. Yes, she is. (laughs) <laughs> have you read about it? Yeah. Oh, and, fuck. I was just reading about that while we were having our problems earlier. Yeah, and, so, uh, Reby Sky, also known as the woman who gives me life on Twitter. Now, usually, it's, like, you don't know what's going on, then Reby tweets about it. And then you're like, oh, shit, Reby's pissed. Let's just watch in. I think this is the most deserving Reby Sky has ever gone on a rant. Oh, I do too. I totally do. This is do. the most she's ever earned it. Because apparently uh, somebody was like on Twitter, was it was just a fan, was like, I hope Broken Matt's going to be the fifth member of Team Miz. Which, you know, uh, fantasy booking, but would be there fun. There you go. Mm-hmm. At which point, apparently, the seamstress for the WWE, her name is Julie Youngberg, just said, I would love if the fifth man was dead Matt. Instead of broken, Matt, dead, yeah, Matt, you get yeah, it? Yeah, as in not living, deceased. Dead. I do want to say in all of this, Jeff Hardy brand has been nothing but nice. He's a true superstar. Woo! Okay. Don't you dare talk about my man on the Twitter. I'll tell you what right now. Reba Sky came down on her with vengeance and furious anger. She came down real fast and real hard. This crackhead's been running her mouth for years. We forget she exists until she comes out of her until she comes out her mouth every few months. Why are you so obsessed? Okay, I, I have so many fucking questions. 
about, yeah. like, why does the seamstress hate Matt Hardy? What has happened? This has apparently happened before. Um, well, apparently, I think she hates the entire crew of people, other than maybe Jeff, because she was married to Shannon Moore, who was one of the big backyarders. So it was like mm-hmm. Moore, Helms, and the Hardys. And Julie decides to keep going on Twitter because she has poked the bear. The bear has walked over, eaten her arm, and she's like, it's all right, I'm going to keep going. Okay, everyone, I don't care about the North Carolina crew. Do whatever you want, losers. I accidentally married into that psycho club, and now I'm out. I'm out, man. I got out of that life. It was one last job. I I make costumes now. (laughs) And then she went on to, uh, oh yeah, got new- apparently someone else said, got news for you as a North Carolina girl, no one cares what you think of us. And then someone goes, did I mention the actual police report I have of the would-be hackers from Cameron, North Carolina? Huh, I don't know many people there. How many people read stuff into things is beyond, how people read stuff into things is beyond me. Re- read into this. Detective investigates six years of harassment that originated in Cameron, North Carolina. Jesus. Okay. Okay, yeah, go on. Well, I just want to say, like, yes, they are all batshit insane, but that doesn't make it okay. To, To say, I wish your husband was dead. No, and like... I I think this is completely justifiable. Like, Rebe can come out and she can defend her man, defend her husband, whom she loves, whom she has two children with. Her whole just, family. She can defend all those motherfuckers. And she will, goddammit. She'll do it better than anyone on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then finally, just to put the uh, the big old boot in the situation, because I refuse to let Julie have the last word, so I will give Rebe the last word. <clears throat> Actually, I have screenshots of you Rebe Sky, by the way, queen of screenshotting. Can we just say she is the queen of screenshotting shit? Oh, uh, she knows, man. You gotta keep that evidence. I have screenshots of you randomly trying to start with us for no reason every time. Get help, Julie. We were actually contra- contacted by an officer a few years ago about a crazy fan making outrageous claims and wasting their time. It was Julie. No one is stalking you, hacking you, or spying on you. No one remembers you exist until you start revealing death wishes on Twitter. Oh. Boom. Damn. Fuck. That's it. That's that good Reeby Sky shit. That's that, oh, Reeby, my girl. I can't. Damn. Um. Seriously, like. I will. I do have one little caveat, though. Yeah. How do you get, get have screenshots of somebody trying to start a fight? How can you prove that with a screenshot? I don't, I think you could probably hold on. <laughs> Cut to uh, a picture of Reby Sky's text, and all it is is a single message that says, "Hey, want to fight?" <laughs> yeah, that's probably how you start a fight with one text. You wanna you wanna get the you wanna you wanna throw down? I guess we're gonna throw down now. Alright, alright. Hey, you guys wanna do this? Uh and you you wanna know what I hope everyone else does, Blake Tanner? Um please, for the love of God, end it. <laughs> oh my god, Blake! I know it's been I mean, I know we're in hell week, but come on, dude. 
Uh, now, I just hope they all go over to merch.aloadofpurebs.com and pick them up. The brand new Blake Tanner anti-underdog shirt. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Merch.aloadofpurebs.com. You guys know it. You love it. It's the only website to get merchandise for all of your favorite BS Network programs. A load of BS, Quizzle Corp, all of your favorites. But, of course, we do have shirts for the Fight Boys, shirts for uh, all your favorite JWF wrestlers like Scotty Moore, like the Dylan, like uh, the JWF champion Griffin Clouds. But that's not what I'm here to talk about, Blake Tanner. We're here to talk about the fact that this boy right here, Blake Tanner, finally has him a shirt. After all these years of climbing, clawing, and scratching, I finally have something to show for it with a shirt. And my favorite is the fact that it does kind of show how closer me and you are as friends than I am with Dylan. Because with Dylan, I sent him like a few designs and I was like, which one do you think? And he's like, I guess this one's the least bad. And I was like, all right, that's going to go on the shirt. With you, I was like, all right, we got to go deep in this shit. We going to go hard into paint on this shirt. Yep. And we, we, we spent a couple days going back and forth on those designs. And you know what? There's more to come. Ex- what? An in- exclusive nothing but Blake Tanner line of shirts. I do want to say, uh, the one shirt that we ended up having to scrap the design for, but I liked a lot, just said fuck underdogs across the back, except the <laughs> U was replaced with your logo, and yep. you just go... Scotty, I want to buy this and wear it in public, and my gym definitely will not accept me wearing a shirt that just has fuck written across <laughs> the back. And I'm like, it's not fuck, it says F-B-C-K. At which point, you, in the most brilliant comeback of all time, just go, they don't like Facebook either. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, but of course, that's only available for you ladies and gentlemen over at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. And that means, Blake Tanner, I guess it's time to talk about uh, the pay-per-view this weekend. The pay-per-view everyone is looking forward to. Oh, yeah. Some amazing matches. Let me get out my notes. Hold on. Over at the BS Network's YouTube page for heck in a sec. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. This weekend, it's time to go to heck with your favorite JWF superstars. We've, oh, we've already got the match announced. Blake Tanner taking on Griffin Clouds for the JWF title. Extremely exciting. Uh, but before we get into that, I do think we need to, I guess, uh, for a second time, make our predictions, Blake. Uh, this is this is for the next upcoming WWE pay-per-view, of course. Um, turnbuckles, loopholes, and k- karate. And <laughs> spelled with a C. It just looks like carrot, but it's okay. Yeah, well, we noticed this last night as we were going through the pay-per-view, and it's the fact that not a single damn match other than one on TLC, the biggest, like, gimmick pay-per-view of the year, the one where they're like, we're going to have matches with tables, we're going to have ladder matches, table matches, even stairs matches, that one dumb (laughs) year they had. And, like, the only gimmick match is the one match with the shield, and that was it. At the very end, there are what, like, seven matches on this card? Yeah. Only one of them is a TLC match. And, like, I understand if you want to make the big thing about the one TLC match, but if you don't have some tables, some ladders, and some chairs for the rest of the show, I don't know. You're not... 
you're just gonna you're gonna lose me, man. Yeah, 100%. But I guess we should get into a few predicatons, as it were. First one being Alicia Fox, the woman who now, I believe, has the... uh, In the same week that we released probably one of my favorite shirts in the Blake Tanner JWF shirt, WWE decided to release the worst shirt of all time in the form of the new Crazy Like a Fox Alicia Fox shirt. Oh, we really do need to talk about that shirt. Oh fuck! It was a—it's such a good shirt. I don't know what you're talking about, Scotty. It's amazing. I mean, I mean, they asked AJ Styles about it, and they were just like, "AJ, how do you feel about her shirt bringing in uh, followers from the furry community?" The furry community. The furry community. Oh, sorry. We're gonna have to end that call. Don't you dare talk about my furries! Don't talk about my furries like that! Don't you dare insult my furries! Yeah, it's a real furry-licious shirt, but this Sunday, she's going to have to take on a boss in the form of Sasha Banks. So who do you have, Blake? This is going to be a shock to the world. I've never heard this prediction before. I know, right? First time ever. I'm picking Sasha B. SB. Boss boss baby Sasha Banks. The boss baby Sasha Banks. Um, Yeah, I mean... There is a good point that could be said. Also, by the way, this isn't going to screw up the count because we do have Dylan's predictions. Um, so we know what Dylan's predictions were, so we can always add those back in. And Dylan had a very good point in the fact that he said that Alicia Fox has a brand new shirt. And so you kind of think she's going to get some more credo in the company. And I thought it was a very good point. However, I think Sasha probably needs the win more than Alicia does. Yes, and also it's the most obvious... Like, okay, you asked for a shirt, you're gonna get a fucking shirt. How about that? We're gonna get you a shirt. Don't you worry, Sasha. We had a contest to see which fifth grader could design the best shirt for you. Uh, and this is what came back. Yep. And we, at the we, bottom we... it at the bottom it says Scotty Moore, age twenty-four. <laughs> I did it, Mom! It, this is actually the focus group that had just seen Disney's Robin Hood, so Oh yeah. They're all in on that. Um, okay, and now after this match, we of course do have, uh, I like the Wikipedia page has now updated it to not be what it originally said. It is now reading the demon versus Sister Abigail. So this is no longer Finn versus Bray. This is now the demon versus Sister Abigail. I can only assume and assume Sister Abigail is probably someone different who does not have viral meningitis. Well, of course, uh... (laughs) The whole reason they brought Sister Abigail in was so Bray wouldn't infect anybody. Exactly. You keep that shawl on for the whole match. We can't have Finn go down. <laughs> oh, oh shit. What if Finn does have it? Oh, no. What if they were just a little too close together? Oh. <laughs> oh, God, no. Well... I'm sorry. This is my Bray Wyatt pick in that I'm choosing Bray Wyatt. I think I think with the debut of something that they've built up for years and have literally set on fire at certain points, <laughs> you probably need to have it go over. Yeah, but this is also the pay-per-view before Halloween and Finn put orange face paint on. <laughs> yeah, and Finn is a pumpkin. Finn is now a pumpkin. So he's going to win because I pick Finn. I, I pick Finn for the win, Ben. I mean, 
well, you know, viral meningitis is no joke, but Finn has viral pumpkinitis. In the match of Jack Skellington taking on Oogie Boogie, we have... Um, Alright, now up next we do have a tag team match, and I think a shocking first, and the first time I think a 205 live match has ever been put on a pay-per-view that did not involve the Cruiserweight title. Mm -hmm. But we do have uh, Brian Kendrick and Jack Gallagher versus Cedric Alexander and Rich Swan. Um, I thought really deeply and hardly about this one more than any other match because I care so much about the cruiserweight division. Right. And, um, you know, I think, uh, I think old THE Brian Kendrick and THE Jacques Gallagher. Have they put the THE in his, I mean, I'm sure you haven't watched 205 Live and therefore have no answer, but have they added the THE to Jack Gallagher's name as well? Because that'd be the greatest (laughs) heel heat of all time. They haven't, but I really wish they would. That would be Um, amazing. I'm just now realizing how many times we've disagreed so far, but I, I gotta say, I think this is just gonna be the match they put in to kind of get the crowd back on their feet of like, all right, here's your just a fun little match, and the ending doesn't matter. We don't give a shit. Baby faces win, and that's why I'm giving it to Cedric and Rich Swan. I'm sorry. It's just. I don't see them caring enough about this match other than it just being a, all right, let's just go get the crowd on their feet, guys. Maybe. Maybe. Mm-hmm. But also, Brian and Jack are, like, two of the biggest uh, contenders, and I guess, depending on how another match goes, um, they could, they need to be positioned for, like, the big, uh, the big heels in the division, so they need, they need some, they need some shine out there. <laughs> oh, are you talking about this next match we unfortunately have to talk about, where an Enzo More takes on Kalisto? Yep. In what should be a ladder match, but isn't. Yep, because uh, why are they denying us um, another amazing Salida del Sol off of a ladder into a table? Which hopefully uh, he would botch and uh, get hurt in the middle of. Um, Enzo, I mean, not not Kalisto. Well, actually, the table was infected with bacterial meningitis. <laughs> no, damn it! <laughs> so now Enzo has it. And he talks so much that he's actually spread it to every other cruiserweight. No, he spread it to the entire first three rows of the crowd. <laughs> All of y'all now got meningitis. You got a problem with it, come see me. How are you doing? No, seriously, take your kids to the hospital. Yeah. Uh, I- I'm sorry, I gotta keep it on Kalisto because, Jesus Christ, I just have to hope. Um... I'm going to call, this is where I'm going to call in the 50-50 booking that WWE loves to do. And, like, I don't know if the rumors were correct and, like, Kalisto wasn't even supposed to be in that match where he won the title. I don't, I can see them just completely flip-flopping again. Oh, uh, yeah. Because uh, w- that was the week Neville walked out on Raw was mm-hmm. the week that it was supposed to be him versus... Enzo for the title that night and Enzo keep the title but instead they just gave it to Kalisto here's my thing what that tells me is that they were going to give the title to Kalisto at TLC and so now you just kind of have a throughway booking that's why I'm keeping it on him also I'm keeping it on him because Drew Gulak is doing a fucking um He's doing a PowerPoint presentation, but it's the championship edition, meaning that he's going to be talking some shit about Kalisto. 
I think. Perhaps. Maybe was. Yes. So we're going to have uh, a good Drew Gulak, um, which I might actually get me to tune in because I love Drew Gulak. What am I saying? Of course, it's not going to get me to tune in, but I will watch the segments on YouTube. Yeah, uh, because as as we well know, like we won't even be here on Sunday. Oh, yeah, we're actually leaving town. We're not going to deal with this shit. Yep. Um, which is why we're unfortunately not going to be able to watch as the dreams of a, of just the sweetest young girl from Australia. She comes up from the bottom. She's a dark horse in this match, and she shocks the world when Emma defeats Asuka. That's not my official prediction. I just want to say that. That is also the opposite of my prediction. Unless, like, I do think that Asuka's gonna come out and Asuka's going to just completely wreck shop, but yeah. it would never, I would never, ever, ever put it past the mismatched machinations of Vincent Kennedy McMahon to have Asuka come out and lose, which would oh, just yeah. destroy all of my hopes and dreams, which is why Asuka is going to win, and you yeah, can't tell Oscar. me otherwise. Yeah, it's definitely a big old Oscar win. Uh, up next, we have Alexa Bliss versus Mickey James, um, which all you really have to do. I, I just now realized I activate my a- Amazon Echo every time I talk about a Bliss, so I gotta be real quiet during this one. So Alexa Bliss versus <laughs> Mickey James. Well, I thought I think it would be cool if Mickey James would get like as many women's titles as possible, but I don't think it's going to be at this one because there's no beating Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss has a better track record than Charlotte. Holy shit, you're right. Well, I mean, there's no beating Alexa Bliss until Asuka comes up and whoops that ass and takes it at Survivor Series, but you're right. For right now, there is no beating her, which is why I'm choosing Alexa Bliss. My yes. Amazon Echo is now glaring at me like I know what you said. I heard you, motherfucker. It's gonna be it's it's gonna be a bli- it's gonna be a blissful evening. Mm-hmm. And then in the only gimmick match of the evening, the Shield taking on the team of Braun Strowman, The Miz, Kane, Cesaro, and Sheamus. And I feel bad for a certain member of the Miz Tourage. One that actually does not have viral meningitis. No, I feel bad for Curtis Axel, because that motherfucker was getting chanted for on Monday. Everyone was like, fuck yeah, Curtis Axel's gonna join the crew! The fifth man is Curtis! And then Kane pops out like, no, nah, motherfuckers, it's time for my, my, my yearly reappearance. <laughs> time to get elected, bitch. Yeah, right? Uh, I'm gonna be mayor now. Better set some bitches on fire while I can. Come here, baby. Yeah. Um, yeah, this one is a point of contention, I think. Just because, like, when it was a three-on-four match, which, by the way, it took me uh, a little bit too long to remember it was a three-on-four match at one point. I was like, <laughs> wait, what? Why, why would they do that? And I was like, oh, they put Braun in. Why would they put Braun in, though? Um, this is what ha- it was retribution. The shield thought they'd get back at Braun by all just power bombing him a little bit, and all it did was make Braun mad. Yeah, Braun was mad because they used the numbers game against him, so he joined a four <laughs> three man team to be the fourth man, and then they decided to throw Kane in. 
And that was the that was the moment I went, oh shit, the shield may not win. And the reason why is because I think that you already have your five men set up for a Survivor Series match. And you could have your big... Because, like, the Shield did not debut at TLC. The Shield debuted at Survivor Series. Like, I mean, they had their first match at TLC, so I'm perfectly fine with them being like, this is where they reunite. But I would like Survivor Series to be where they get their first, like, I don't know, victory comeuppance or whatever. Mm-hmm. See, I actually think the other way around. I think that the shield is going to implode at Survivor Series. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I hope it will be Survivor Series at least. I think that would be cool if they did that. But no, I think their first uh, their first rodeo back, the shield is going to come out dominant, and everyone's going to remember that you don't fuck with the shield. Yeah. Because once the shield is together, they are the most dominant force in the world. Which is why they're going to implode again. So wait, who's your pick? It's obviously not Seth. No, I think Dean is finally going to turn. I think Dean Ambrose has been prepped for a heel turn for a long time. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I, I need my my boy. My boy needs to turn heel, which I know he won't. But, God, could you imagine that, Roman? Also, well, there's two reasons Ro- I think Roman... I, I, first of all, you asked me, could I imagine Roman turning heel? No. <laughs> well, here's the reason why I think Roman. Dean and Seth are already in, not an established, but they're the tag team champions. They're already kind of together as a thing. Um, which does mean they would have to lose the titles before Survivor Series, which I don't see happening. Roman is just the perfect choice for that because like Vince Vince at this point has to know right Vince at this point has to be like you know like like I'd love if Kevin Dunn came up to him and was just like Vince they're booing him and he's like I know right (laughs) oh god I've been planning this it's hilarious it's fucking oh I love this anyways go off fetch me a ham sandwich I'm like lead producer get me a sandwich done go on done you got a job for life but you gotta get me a damn sandwich a damn ham sandwich damn ham um well see the thing is roman has been put in the area where like it's obvious that it feels like to me he is not like gonna be a face or heel to whoever's backstage He's just going to be a Roman. And Roman always wins. Like John Cena before him. This is... We're getting into, like, bad Cena times with Roman Reigns. Um, We've been in bad Cena times with Roman Reigns. But the thing is, whenever somebody said, this is going to be the perfect opportunity for John Cena to turn heel, it never happened. And I predict that it will never happen with Roman Reigns. Well, no, here's the thing. When you look at John Cena, and we need to move on to the next segment, but the thing with John Cena is John Cena does not look like he could ever be a heel. John Cena is this perfect little white boy, like, who you could never see being a bad guy. Roman's got that fucking Momoa Curry shit. Oh, wait, not Momoa Curry. Damn it. Momoa. Jason Momoa shit. 
I'm sorry, JWF Superstar does happen to look a bit like Jason Momoa. That's why I brought him up. But yeah, he's got that Jason Momoa shit where you can imagine him coming out like Khal Drago or something and just being like, I'm about to fuck everything up and I'm not going to give a shit who does it. Like, it's going to be... I think he has a huge potential as a heel. Yeah, but that doesn't mean they're going to turn him. I think you're. I think you. You gotta take some of those uh, fifteen years of Cena rose-colored glasses off, man. They tainted your mind. They've been lying to you, man. <laughs> Sorry, I got me to chat it. <laughs> Put your damn soul on. <laughs> oh. Uh, but you know who'd never lie to you, ladies and gentlemen. What? Damn, oh, what? I was supposed to do a thing there. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Nailing, nailing the plugs tonight, guys. We're very tired. But we'd never lie to you. And if you want to help support us, ladies and gentlemen, just head on over to patreon.com slash fightboys. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Patreon.com slash fightboys is the only website where you can go to help support these good fight boys right yeah, it's basically a monthly donation of however much you want, whether it be a dollar, five dollars, and every single little bit goes to help support us, the Fight Boys, and the entire BS network. Uh, and of course, we do have perks over there for you, all relating to that amazing Birmingham, Alabama-based professional wrestling organization, the JWF. Just donate one dollar, ladies and gentlemen, one dollar over at patreon.com slash fightboys, and you will become a JWF. Jobber, you could be like Canada Charlie. You could be like all of the greats who come out, have their names said, and promptly get jobbed by uh, Blake Tanner, perhaps, or someone much more powerful by them. But if you want to go to the next level, if you want to be like Scott Moore, Guy Fieri, if you want to be that JWF mid Carter, we know you can be. Just donate five dollars, and we'll bring you in. We'll give you a storyline, say your name, give you a character. Hell, you might even show up on a JWF pay per view, like the heck in a sec pay per view this Sunday. But if you want to go far beyond that, if you want to be a man like former JWF Tag Team Champion Scotty Moore, if you want to be a man like JWF Champion Griffin Clouds, if you want to be a champion, ladies and gentlemen, then donate $30 over at patreon.com slash fightboys, and you will be a JWF Champion. We don't know how, we don't know when, but you will have gold around your waist. Ladies and gentlemen, but that's only available to you if you donate over at patreon.com slash fightboys. Boys is spelled with a Z, which means Blake Tanner. It is time. It is time for that amazing, fantastic, it's the greatest professional wrestling organization in the world in Birmingham, Alabama. That's right. I am talking about the JWF. And as I said earlier, ladies and gentlemen, we are getting ready for the go-home show before this Sunday's Heck in a Sec pay-per-view. And as we already know, the main event of that card is set as Blake Tanner himself takes on Griffin Clouds for the JWF title in the horrifying, devastating structure known as the Heck in a sex cell. Uh, I mean, Blake, how are you? How can you even approach a match like this where it's so hellacious? It ends careers. It could even begin a career. Who knows? Oh, Scotty, I I approach it in a very, very, very serious and special way. But I wouldn't. I'm not gonna get into that right now. Of course, of course, and uh, we've also found in recent weeks that uh, JWF superstar Scotty Moore has ended up in a, a, having a few problems with a Dylan, a man 
who uh, who has faced him for the JWF title numerous times. And it seems Dylan actually came out, had a few words that Scotty didn't agree with a couple of weeks ago and actually cut Dylan off from the call, made sure no one was going to hear what Dylan had to say. The next week, Dylan, of course, coming out and giving Scotty the ultimatum to decide what kind of man he was. Was he a man willing to censor Dylan or was he a good man willing to let people speak? And I think Scotty finally has an answer for that ultimatum. He's in the ring right now. Let's have a listen. So last week, Dylan came out here and he gave me a choice. He, he told me I had to choose what kind of man I was. Was I a wicked man who chooses to cut off people who disagree with him? Or am I a good man who just lets something like it slide? Well, let me start off by telling you people this. This is no longer Scotty Moore, JWF superstar, taking on the Dylan, the dick-kicking villain that he is. No, no, no. This is Scotty Moore, owner and proprietor of Fight Boys, taking on Dylan, a man who I met not nine months ago and saw is someone worth my time. I mean, I saw him as somebody who I could bring in to make my company, the JWF, great. And I saw him as a champion. So I gave you that belt, Dylan. I gave it to you. Remember that. And how did you choose to represent my company? Oh, that's right. You didn't. You see, I was the one going out and advertising. I was the one editing the episodes, listening back day in, day out, trying my damnedest to make each episode better than the last. And I was the one posting on every form of social media possible, praying somebody would come and listen. And what did you do, Dylan? You sat at home on your ass doing nothing. Hell, up until a few weeks ago, you never even listened to the damn show. Fuck, Dylan, you didn't even show up for the go-home episode to this match that you seem to care so much about. And so, Dylan, you're, you're asking me to decide what kind of man I am? You're asking me, am I a good man who's willing to let all of what you've done slide? Or am I some wicked man who's willing to do anything? to cut you off. Well, Dylan, I'm certainly not letting your shit slide anymore. So this weekend, at heck in a sec, I'm going to show you what kind of man you're dealing with. And believe me, as much as these people cheer me, I'm nowhere near a good man. Because Dylan, this Sunday you're going to step into hell with the devil himself, because you've called this show, my show, garbage since day one. You've insulted me and everyone in that locker room, and you've threatened to burn this place down more times than I can count. And believe me, Dylan, this Sunday, I'm going to show you what it means to burn in hell in a cell. And I don't care if that shit's copyrighted. I'll put down Vincent McMahon just as quickly as I put your ass down, Dylan. Because this company is mine. I own it all. From the t-shirts to the characters to... You know? I just now realized. I own everything. So that means I don't have to wait until Sunday to say it. I already own your ass, bitch. Well, very strong words from Scotty Moore. And 
I would say more, but guys, I think I better stay out of this one. This is probably something that I shouldn't be touching, so um, let's move on to our next segment. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and it appears as though we do have our match made for the another match made for the heck in a sec pay per view. As Scotty Moore is going to take on the Dylan, a horrifying grudge match. I regret to see what these two men are going to do themselves in that ring. But another grudge that I, we've been seeing growing in the JWF lately is a grudge between the VWO, the tag team champions of Travis and Justin Clouds, versus a man who I don't think knew what he was getting into. Guy Fieri, a man who had been vilified for years by the JWF audience, but has come to be loved during these battles with the VWO, all, all culminating in a match not two weeks ago as Guy Fieri became the number one contender for Griffin Clouds' JWF title. And of course, as we saw, how did that match end? Poorly. <laughs> That's yes, it ended very poorly for Guy Fieri as the entire VWO swarmed the ring attacking Guy. And of course, we saw last week Guy getting a little bit of revenge, attempting to attack the VWO backstage, only for the VWO to, of course, use their numbers game against Guy Fieri, attacking him in the uh, backstage area, breaking a glass jar over his skull. It was absolutely horrifying to watch. I mean, Blake, you've seen, you've watched it back. How, how did you approach that? It's just it's just mind-boggling to me to see the VWO pull these tactics over and over, and the fact that they can't do anything alone just really, really, really irks me in a special way. And these guys doesn't—they don't show any signs of stopping. Exactly, and it looks like Guy Fieri is in our ring right now with a microphone, and I think he has a message for the VWO. Let's have a listen. Have you ever been feared? I mean, truly feared by someone. Because in these past weeks, I've realized one thing. And that's that the VWO fears Guy Fieri. They know I dominated in the JWF celebrity division. And they knew I was going to dominate their little baby brother and take away his JWF title a few weeks ago. So they did what they always do. They use their little numbers game. And they try... And take me out. Well, boys, let me tell you something. The numbers game never catches up with Guy Fieri. I'm the man who ate 50 chicken wings in one sitting. The man who eats 14 live pigs every morning. I am a man who is used to big numbers. And I'll destroy you just like I destroy a plate of delicious chicken wings. So at heck in a sec... I got a challenge for you, VWO. You put those tag titles on the line, and Guy Fieri will take you on and take both of those belts away from you. And no map. Oh, and it looks like the VWO have had enough of what Guy Fieri has to say. Looks like uh, Guy Fieri is outnumbered 2 to 1 as Travis grabs a microphone. Uh, Justin, I'm sorry, but did this man just say. He'd take on both of us? Did he say he was willing to throw himself into the lion's den and get destroyed by the entire VWO? Well, you know, I believe he did, Trev. The only problem I'm seeing here, old brotherino, is that Mr. Fietti is just one man. 
A lone wolf, no friends to call his own. Especially after that horrible celebrity division was destroyed. So, as much as we'd love to take you on, Guy, we have to politely decline because the VWO, well, we only accept fair fights. Oh, strong words from Justin Clouds, and I don't think Guy Fieri was happy with that. Well, as much as a load of bullcrap I know that is, I understand. Because you're right. I'm usually a lone wolf in the ring. One man, all alone. But lucky for you, I do have a partner. And he shares a whole hell of a lot in common with me. And I know you're going to try to make up another excuse and another excuse and another excuse for why you refuse to step into the ring this Sunday. But you see, I've already taken care of each and every one of those excuses because I went over your head. All of your heads, even the JWF champion himself. I went straight to Captain Tibbs. Now, I know Captain Tibbs and I have had our disagreements in the past, but he certainly knows one thing, and that's those titles need to come to a king. So this Sunday, it's going to be the VWO versus Guy Fieri and a nice little mystery partner. See you then, boys. Oh my god, who, who could it be? I mean, I can't believe Guy Fieri would do this, leaving it hanging on the edge of our seats. Who could he possibly be teaming with? I mean, I don't know anyone backstage who actually likes Guy Fieri after everything he's done in recent months. Hmm. I wonder if this is somebody that Guy's got a past with that we've just never seen before. Exactly. Maybe one of his old buddies from the celebrity division coming back to team up with him. Who knows what it'll be? I guess the only way you'll find out, ladies and gentlemen, is to tune in this Sunday on the BS Network's YouTube channel for Heck and a Sec, one of the most devastating matches of all time, the Heck and a Sec match. We've seen men's careers ended in it. We've seen men, of course, uh, have amazing beginnings to their career with Heck and a Sec. Uh, and, of course, one man who may have an absolutely fantastic moment in his career is Blake Tanner, who faces off for the JWF title this Sunday in a heck in a sec match against Griffin Clouds and of course ladies and gentlemen uh, this is the first time that we've ever seen Griffin Clouds truly alone in a match truly isolated as he takes on Blake Tanner in a one-on-one -on -one match I mean what do you think Griffin could do in this match Blake um I don't know Griffin Clouds he's um he's had some interesting title defenses over the last week he's shown that he is maybe a little bit more capable on his own than originally thought, but then again, uh, going up against Blake Tanner, Blake Tanner, a man that Griffin Clouds has robbed of everything at every turn. Uh, this is this is going to truly be uh, vengeance. Of course, I mean, this is something that has been brewing since Summerfest, where just moments after Blake Tanner won the JWF World Heavyweight Championship, Griffin Clouds came out, cashed in his cash-in-the-bag briefcase, immediately pinning, Griffin, or pinning Blake Tanner and taking that title away from him. I mean, it's a moment that men dream of, that they hope that one day they'll achieve. Blake Tanner finally achieved it, only to be robbed by Griffin Clouds. And I think Griffin Clouds knows how much that's upset Blake Tanner. I mean, we've seen backstage he uh, looks a little bit more terrified than usual. 
And we've actually got our main reporter, Honeypot, in the ring right now with Griffin Clouds. You can even see the heck in a sec ring hanging, or cell hanging above the ring. So remind Griffin Clouds of what he's getting into this Sunday. Let's get into this interview. Hello, Honeypot's McWine drunk here, and I'm here with Griffin Clouds. So, Mr. Clouds, it appears as though this Sunday you are going to be stepping in this hellacious structure that sits above us, the heck in a sec, and facing Blake Tanner for your JWF title. The man that you pinned to win that belt. Uh, but ever since, you've seemed a little bit shaken backstage. Uh, that leads me and the JWF universe to ask you, Griffin Clouds, are you afraid of Blake Tanner? <laughs> me? Afraid? No, 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 it's not that. It's just I, I, I... Blake Tanner is a psychopath. He's a sociopath. You realize that, right? He's crazy, nuts in the head. He's going to be willing to go to any odds to defeat me. He'd kill himself just to beat me. He's going to be willing to put his entire body through hell. Rake my face off that metal horrifying structure. Even toss me off of that 16-foot cage. What kind of man would do that? A crazy man. An insane man. Someone who doesn't deserve the JWF title that I hold so dear. You know, I begged Tibbs. I got on my knees and I told him to change the match to make sure that Blake Tanner didn't have this horrible, horrible weapon at his disposal to beat me with. I, I mean, the JWF title shouldn't be defended in this hellish creation of a maniac that stands above us. It should be defended in a pure wrestling match with pure intentions at... Oh. Oh, and I think there's one man who might be disagreeing with uh, Griffin Clouds, and that man is Blake Tanner. Looks like he's walking down and getting in the ring. Blake Tanner looks certainly smug ahead of his match this Sunday. Let's hear what he's got to say. Oh, so now you'd like to talk about purity, huh, Griffin? Now you want to talk and try to be the faithful champion that everybody knows that you aren't. You come out here and you call me a sociopath? I'm not a sociopath. I was a good man once. We were all good men once. I was a good man that achieved everything that he could ever dream of and did it right. And in one single instance, had it all stolen away by this cowardly little thief who could never make it on his own. And then I was sidelined for weeks and kept away from what was rightfully mine by your constant attacks, your backstage politics, and your family's money. I was a good man once. And then you pushed me too far. You pushed me by cheap-shotting me after the greatest victory in my career and stealing that JWF title. You pushed me when you stole that title again after Scotty and I had worn Dylan down to the point that you could pin him with a boot to his chest and you finally pushed me by hurting the people that I care about week after week after week while you sat back and laughed. 
You sit here sniveling in the middle of this ring, griffin clouds, and you talk about purity? You don't even know the meaning of the word. Actually, this match may be the most pure thing that you've ever had in your life. Because you see, in this match, there will be no cheap shots. No interference from your family. No champion's advantage. It's a simple one-on-one -on -one match. Mano in mano. And it's going to be in the darkest, most unforgiving place imaginable. It's just going to be you. The snobby, self-assured, elitist prick who's never done anything on his own. And me. The man who's going to break you down into little pieces and bring back balance to the JWF. Griffin Clouds, at heck in a sec, I am going to bring that cage down on top of your head, and the only thing left of you will be a single sad wisp of water vapor that disappears into the rafters. <laughs> You want to know what my favorite thing is right now? It's that look of fear on your face. Ah, don't try to hide it from me, Griffin. You're not that good an actor. You're afraid because you know how easily I can take everything away from you like you took everything from me. With every step I take, you flinch. Every sudden move causes more sweat to fall from your brow because you know how badly I am going to hurt you, Griffin Clouds. But don't worry, I can make it easy on you. I can... Oh, it looks like the VWO's music is hitting and Blick Tanner actually looks confused. Of course, uh, earlier we saw the VWO come out and challenge Guy Fieri. I thought they had already left the arena, but it looks like they are here, ladies and gentlemen. All of them. Justin, uh, Clint Clouds, every single member of the VWO are swarming the ring. Honeypot is getting out of there. Honeypot is panicked. And it looks like, oh my god. Oh my god, the steel cage... The heck of a sex cell is lowering around them. Blake Tanner is locked in. No one to save him as these four hounds surround him in the ring. And oh, it's just begun as Travis hits a big vaping boot to the face of Blake Tanner, sitting him to the ground. I mean, that move has earned them huge victories in the past, and it looks like it has knocked Blake Tanner unconscious. It looks like, oh my god, Griffin has actually got a kendo stick from under the ring and has begun to break it over Blake's midsection, destroying him with this kendo stick. This is absolutely horrifying to watch as Blake falls to the ground with Griffin continuously breaking the stick in half over his back. Even Griffin, you can hear him screaming, easy. You think this is going to be easy? He knows that this Sunday is going to be hell and he is willing to put Blake Tanner through that hell. It looks like Justin's climbing to that top rope, and ooh, the big man with a big moonsault, nearly breaking the ribs of Blake Tanner. And it looks like, oh, what's happening now? Looks like Griffin Clouds has picked him up for the undervapor, but each member of his family has climbed to each of the turnbuckles. And it looks like Justin jumps off, and ooh, a big undervapor, a two-man two undervapor. And then, oh my god. The amazing strength of Griffin as he stands back up only for Travis to jump off and Clint to jump off. Three under vapors in a row cracking the skull of Blake Tanner. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. This attack has been horrifying to watch. 
Get the medics out here. They need to check on Blake Tanner. I don't know if Blake Tanner is going to be cleared for his match this Sunday. This is absolutely horrifying to watch. It looks like oh, Griffin's just grabbed his title, sniffling and smirking at the destroyed body of Blake Tanner. And my God, ladies and gentlemen, that's, that's unfortunately how the JWF is going to have to go off the air this week. And here's hoping Blake Tanner is going to be medically cleared this Sunday for the Heck in a Sec pay-per-view. Let me just remind you, ladies and gentlemen, if you would like to tune in and see Heck in a Sec, it will be available on the BS Network YouTube channel. You can, of course, find it by going to a load of pure BS.com. Uh, click in the Fight Boy section. It should be there. Or, of course, uh, if you... It should be in the main feed on the main screen. It will just be JWF Heck and a Sack. I hope you guys like it. Make sure to tune in this Sunday, and I guess we'll see what happens on the next episode of JWF War. So, Blake Tanner, what did you learn this week? I learned that um, having fuck on your shirt is more socially acceptable than having Facebook on your shirt. <laughs> And I learned that I can cure all diseases. Come here, it's okay. Now put the damn shawl back on. Put the shawl on. I like um, it. <laughs> so, Blake Tanner, where can they find you? Mm. You can find me at Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter. Um, you can find me at the Darkroom Vidya on YouTube. That's Darkroom V-I-D-Y-A. Um, in the next couple of weeks, the Darkroom Boys will be doing a live stream of... A Halloween movie. We don't know what it is. We wanted to do Ernest Scared Stupid. We might still do that, but um, we might also get taken down for copyright, so we're gonna play that by ear. That might happen, mm -hmm. yeah. And you can, of course, find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo. That's S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. -E you can buy my book on Amazon. It's called Queasel Corp. Q-U-E-Z-A-L-C-O-R-P. And make sure to check out the Queasel Corp podcast and all the other amazing BS Network podcasts like this one, like A Load of BS, which is... This show was more B A Load of BS than it was Fight Boys. So if you guys kind of like what me and Blake did on this episode... Tune into a load of BS on there. And, of course, Opposite Attractions, the show. I actually recorded it before we recorded this tonight. Uh, it's a show where me and my buddy Jim Murphy try to design our own theme park. And, of course, we do have our YouTube stuff on there as well. I do uh, the BS gaming stuff where I'm playing through Psychonauts and, of course, WWE 2K17 with my good friend Brady. Um, that's all available for you over at a load of pure BS.com. If you're watching on the YouTube channel, make sure to like, subscribe, comment down below. Let us know what you thought of the episode. Uh, what your favorite parts would be who or even make your own predictions for for what you think is going to happen at the heck in a sec pay-per-view uh if you are listening on itunes or stitcher make sure to rate and subscribe on there as well every single little bit helps and as always ladies and gentlemen you can find us at a load of pure bs.com step up to the merch table at merch.aloadofpurebs.com donate to the patreon find us on facebook subscribe on youtube Find us on Twitter at Fight Boys Show. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, when you are a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life!